This is what flow from Progressive sounds like in one of our many hilarious commercials. Hi, did you know that you can get a quote on your motorcycle insurance in under three minutes at Progressive.com? And did you know that saying hi makes even bad news sound good? Hi, you have high cholesterol. Hi, you're fine. And this is what that same commercial sounds like on your motorcycle. Hi, there's no more cake. Even our commercials sound better on a bike. And with basic policy starting at $75 a year, Progressive helps keep you on yours. Quote today at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates. Annual premium for basic liability policy not available in all states. Let's say you just bought a house. Bad news is, you're one step closer to becoming your parents. You'll proudly mow the lawn. Ask if anybody noticed you mowed the lawn. Tell people to stay off the lawn. Compare it to your neighbor's lawn. And complain about having to mow the lawn again. Good news is, it's easy to bundle home and auto through Progressive and save on your car insurance, which, of course, will go right into the lawn. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discount not available in all states or situations. This is a Vencast Studios production. Welcome, welcome to Season 2, Episode 8 of Riding the Pine. I am Hondo, here with Guy. What is up, Guy? Patek water. Oh, I love that. And what love. is Patek water? I have no idea. That's that's probably for another podcast. Show. On the network. It's <laughs> <laughs> so, super slimy in here. Man, we're, what are we in now? We were, we were trying to do an episode earlier this week, and that just didn't come together. But we're... We're back. We're, we're back. together. We're together here today. A couple days before Halloween. It's ten twenty nine. Oh, we're checking on all the games, all the games from this last week, yeah. and talking about some some of the big storylines. Some hilarious things have happened in the NBA this week. Yeah. So we'll we'll dive into everything. Catch you guys all up on all of our crazy bets. The the spectrum is there. It's <laughs> it's ever present. It's <laughs> omnipresent. Oh my goodness. Wow. <laughs> So you know what? We're just gonna we're gonna go right into it. We have to go right into it. There's no other option. So we are gonna go right into gameplay. So 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 we are gonna go. Right into gameplay this week. So Gee, kick it on off in terms of we gotta start the shot clock. We're bringing back the shot clock for yes, this episode. Finally, so. <laughs> You have 24 seconds. Yeah. And you know your stories. Don't make me pull it up. I you you don't know, know my your stories. you know your stories, Key. You have 24 seconds starting now. Boom. Let's go. Jimmy gets dubs. He no longer gets buckets. He gets dubs. Jimmy Butler, man. He's my hero. He's the savior of the Minnesota Timberwolves right now. And they just look so lost and inept without him. Yes. And they are a different team. He's my MVP. He's like the biggest reason why the Timberwolves are gonna see be successful this season. And uh Coming up, you know, Millhouse, 76 and 6. Let's go. I love that. That was under 24 seconds, and he shoots and he scores. That's what Jimmy Butler does. All right, I'm going to my first 24 second shot clock. Kobe has announced this week who he wants for his Hall of Fame introduction. Now, this normally wouldn't be like a huge story, but it's Kobe. He's predicting it four years from now. Four years from now. He's like, either MJ or Phil. It's Kobe. He's one of the best of all time. Who does he deserve? He directs his own narrative, apparently. <laughs> He'll just buy a ring for everybody yeah. and get out of all the trouble. Pass the rock back to me. My next story is kind of like, what the hell is happening in the Patek water over in Philadelphia? Um, they are trusting this process that is kind of turning its head now upside down, you know, belly up. And we don't even know what's happening with Markel Fultz. That whole idea of, you know, Sam Hinkie getting prospects and getting talent and then kind of 
curbing all of these ideas of what Markel Fultz is as a prospect into some ridiculous narrative of we are mixing our stories, saying this guy is probably going to be shelved for the season, putting fluid in him. Oh, wait, let's correct that story, injecting, removing fluid out of him, and just making this thing a huge, like, disaster of a story. Whoa. Right? Whoa. Whoa, time. Time, time, time. Taking time, the future. time, time. Future, future. You know what? Curb your enthusiasm for the uh, for the 76ers. Also, yeah. the the number one curse, it's in existence. <laughs> sure, it is sure. in existence. We didn't talk about it yet, but it's clearly there. So, all right. I'm on my 24 seconds. Sorted. Starting now. No. One, can we just can we just like brace ourselves the fact that the Orlando Magic are leading the East? They are leading the East. I think their only loss is their only loss to the Nets? Probably. This is this doesn't make any sense. This is the sense. darkest timeline. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> this is yeah, so dark yeah, into yeah. week two. I completely do not understand it. Also, the clips are winning in the West. We'll save that story coming up in the podcast. Sure. Oh my God! Just I'll let the let the time click down. You just got five seconds. Throw, I'm, I'm just gonna throw the rock all the way into the stands <laughs> after after Seven that rolls up. <laughs> Seven Jared rolls up. Hey, put down your guys' popcorn. You're gonna here's a ball coming in. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Key. We got we got to mm. drop into some of our favorite stats for uh, for the week that was. Sure. First off, assists. So we know what Westbrook does. Yeah. And I mean that's it's clear. It's obvious. It's it's just like. It's almost overdone at this point. Yeah. But the he, fashion? No, the, just the <laughs> reporting of every stat that this man ever has. Yeah. But I want to say that he is three assists per game above everybody else. Yeah. Three assists per game. Like, it's not, wow. a, not just against like his teammates, it's against the entire league. <laughs> sure. You're three assists better than every other player in the league. That doesn't make a lick of sense. <laughs> sure. Oh my god. I think like Lonzo Ball is in the top five of assists per game right now, and Russell Westbrook is like seven assists above him. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's outrageous. It's, it is crazy. Yeah. Um, also, mad props to Westbrook for yeah. he now has a triple double against everybody in the league. Who's tracking that? That's incredible. <laughs> we are. <laughs> Literally everyone except for OKC. Oh, oh okay. Uh, no, now we're gonna now we're gonna read into the venue. Uh, yeah. Oh, is he going to the Lakers now? Oh, damn it, Gee. Don't don't start it there. <laughs> um other big stats coming out of this this week. DeAndre Jordan is a is a league leader right now at 18 boards per game. We thought that was gonna be Drummond. Uh, you know, it's a couple weeks in. <laughs> I don't I don't think Drummond's gonna rise to the top, yeah. but you think DeAndre Jordan can keep this up? Not at 18. <laughs> Absolutely not. Yeah. Uh, I, but I think he can probably, I think he can do 14 to 15. Sure. Over the season. Definitely. But, I mean, he's, and he's playing a pretty integral role. Anyone who. For the Clips right now. Yeah. He's one of the main reasons why they're winning outside of MVP Blake Griffin. Yeah. I would say, um, who could dethrone him? Like I don't see anyone really taking this over from him. I I don't see it right now. Yeah. I I think the I think the Clips are in in a spot to need him. He is yeah. he is stepping up in that spot. I mean, you know, the classic ideas of of Whiteside, of Drummond, of I don't know, other big guys, but just like I'm not going to put somebody like Dwight up there. Dwight's complete trash. He's trash. Uh, so. He's having an interesting role in in Charlotte these days, but 
we're not I mean, we're not here to talk to you guys about Charlotte <laughs> and Dwight Howard. And moving on, <laughs> we've moved the All Star game. We've we've moved the All Star game, and that I mean that will be the only episode that, we talk about Charlotte. That is the only episode in which we talk about Charlotte. Um, For all you Charlotte fans out there, okay, amazing stat I found yesterday: Aaron Gordon is eighty five percent from three. That's sustainable. <laughs> also. Also, mind you, there are three Magic players right now yeah. that are in the top ten in the league in three pointers, like three point percentage. What? Who? Uh, it's uh, Fournier, 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 Gordon, and I don't know the last one. Yeah, it doesn't. I'm sorry for putting you on the spot. That's incredible. Also, damn it. <laughs> they're supposed to be part of the bottom barrel of the dumpster that is the Eastern Conference. And they're proving everyone wrong. We, we tried to start a match and then they jumped out of the trash can and yeah. just <laughs> they lit everybody else on fire. I remember we simulated, I, I had some, uh, I had a friend of ours uh, simulate the NBA season a few times on yeah. NBA 2K for whatever reason. And it was like, you know, Golden State over Cleveland, Golden State over Washington, Golden State over Cleveland, Golden State over Philadelphia. But every season standings yeah. was Orlando at the bottom, right? Yeah. If you did it like a thousand times, I bet you Orlando would still stay at the bottom. They're proven fucking we science. Need, we need NBA 24K to, wrong. to like really... <laughs> yeah. 24 carat. <laughs> we need those Bruno Mars predictions yes. in, or, in, order, in order to bring the magic to the top of the sure. heap. Well, do you believe in magic? I don't know. <laughs> no. Not at all. Not, I don't, not at all. Dude, Aaron Gordon's playing out of his mind, though. It's pretty incredible to see, hear that noise. 85% from three. Man, yeah. him, he's like a Blake Griffin clone right now. Yeah. Like he's doing the same thing that Blake Griffin's doing. It doesn't doesn't make any sense. It kind of it actually kind of stresses me out just in terms <laughs> yeah. of like hair loss. <laughs> <laughs> I can't I can't predict it. Yeah. Like we had no prediction in, in terms of them, in terms of the Nets, yeah. in terms of the Pacers, the Knicks. Like these guys win games, but yeah. you just even if you watch the NBA day in and day out, you don't know which games they're going to win. You know, what's also weird is that they've been playing people like the Cavs and Houston, and they've been beating them. I want to propose a theory here, though, that that I I prescribe to at parts of the season, that especially these lower level teams, they they play up they they play up to their competition. competition. That's a good yeah, that's a good and point. And then once they get back to their like their normal competition yeah. or like the tiering, it's like they don't those, wake up for it. Yeah, they don't wake up or like the. I don't know. The emotion or intensity just isn't there. Yeah. Even though, like, I believe that NBA players bring it night in and night out. Mm. It's just, I think there's something. There's something to prove for, let's say, a Minnesota, a Minnesota OKC. Like, you go to OKC, you're against, you're against Paul George, you're against Russell MVP, Westbrook. Yeah. You have something to prove, mm-hmm. and you know, and the games are close, it's and it's like. But it's a statement after you win. Yeah. And I think I think that the Magic, I think that the Nets, I think that when you get counted out, you you change your narrative. <laughs> yeah. So wouldn't it be the weirdest thing in the in the history of sports? <laughs> oh jeez. If the season ended with Orlando at the one spot, <laughs> like, <laughs> it could probably happen because the East is that bad and Frank Vogel's just overachieving. He's an overachieving motherfucker right now, man. Like he's putting these guys to work, and I guess Jonathan Simmons is better than advertised. And we thought he was pretty good already, you know. Um, speaking of threes, though, Dirk Nowitzki, um, I think surpassed big three um, M- uh, MVP light Richard Lewis um, really? for the most threes by uh, an NBA big, like six nine or higher wow. in NBA history. That's crazy. It's interesting. Where'd you? 
I, don't know. I just made what? it up. I just made it up. <laughs> no, just, it just made it up. <laughs> you send complaints to uh, stats corrections at, oh, yeah. at rtp.com. I just thought of it. That's not like, a real website, by the way. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got advanced filters for making up your own stats. No, I found it somewhere in the archives. <laughs> it's in the archives. All right, so hey, let's talk a little bit about some of the other projects that we've been uh, that we've been working on. So the the twelve thirty. 1230 project yeah. is is still flying. So Ooh. for those of you that Ka-ka, have <laughs> birds in the trap. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna try with this segment. I'll try for the 1230 project. So the 1230 project for those that haven't have don't have no understanding of what we're doing here. We before the season started, we went and predicted all 1230 games of the regular season. Say what? Yeah, yeah. That's it. Took four straight hours of picking. Who could possibly do something like that? Uh, just diehards, diehards from the deepest part of the bench. That's <laughs> that's where we that's are. Us. That's us. So so we've had a chance to kind of tally up where we're at. There's been 84 games. If you've been if you've been following along at home, you, you've seen 84 games. 84 games. I have a percentage. Well, Gee, you have a percentage right now of 55 percent better oh. than the coin flip. Yes. I have which moved, I used to make most of those. Predictions. I have moved one pick ahead of you to go fifty-seven percent. Man, get out of here! You know what? But it continues every single every single week. So we're gonna do this. I guess the structure that I want to try and do with this is to is to predict through the All Star Game and then kind of recalibrate. Re- recalibrate <laughs> after. <laughs> Why are these guys 29% at the All-Star break? Yeah, sure. <laughs> right. I just find it hilarious where we were picking things that were going to be complete, you know, blowouts, and it's the exact opposite. <laughs> like seeing the Orlando Magic beating Cleveland. Like, who oh, would yeah. have been the right day? Like Nets beating Cleveland. Uh, Phoenix contending at all. Yeah. Um, we weren't predicting things like um, Anthony Davis going out with the foot injury, were we? Or Derek Rose losing uh, a knee for a period of time. Um, Kawhi being out, like we were picking the teams anyways. Like we were picking Cleveland to win, we were picking yeah. San Antonio to win, and they're not. You know, it's interesting. But I, I think that serves us right for, <laughs> for trying tr- for trying to ride the wagon. Like everything's going to happen like this. The reality is that the NBA never happens exactly like you think it sure. will. I think there's. I think thematically, we know we know kind of the realm of possibilities, but day to day, that's not, that's not the state of the NBA. Sure. Cause teams want to go out and win. Mm-hmm. I mean, this isn't the NFL. We, we don't, we already know that the Browns are going to lose all, all games all season long. <laughs> <laughs> They're trickling into the NBA podcast realm. Huh? <laughs> and yeah, I mean, and at least, at least in the NBA, the, the owners don't call the players inmates. So you know what? We, we've got a better rapport in this league. <laughs> Shots fired. Shots fired. Okay. Hey, Gabe, one of my favorite segments is back for the 2017-2018 season. Oh, yeah, the yeah. O-Man's Lounge is back in action. Oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, man. One more time. Oh, man. Oh man! Welcome to the O Man's. We a seat. we have a couple of people who are joining us this week. Gig, kick it off. Who's who's come to visit us in the O Man's Lounge? Sipping in on some gin and juice, <laughs> extra rocks because they cold. They cold. It's the triple D. Darius Miller. I don't even know who he plays for, but he's starting apparently. He's New Orleans. Daniel Thies, and I don't know who that is. I don't know who he plays for. Boston. Oh, thank you. You're so 
well-rounded with knowledge. <laughs> and Dorian Finney-Smith, who I think plays for Dallas, I didn't know he started. Serves him right. Serves me right. <laughs> it serves you right. I got to serve him now. So now me. you can sit with Dorian Finney-Smith and yeah. catch up a little bit over, <laughs> yeah. over some gin and juice. Yeah. Uh, but we also have Jason Smith joining us from, from The Wiz. For those who don't know, do they know? For those who don't know, yeah. these are NBA starters mm-hmm. in the NBA league. That's score no points. <laughs> they literally start the game and they're like, hey, we are the best part of this team. And they just don't do anything to win the game. You know, we got Andre Roberson at times. He's like, you know, MV, MV, most frequent lounger, right? Um, we had like, we had a Luke Ma Mute today as well, uh, or yesterday. And like other people like that show there's up. There's theme days. There's there theme days. There's yeah. theme days in the lounge. The Plumleys. <laughs> Hey, it's, look, it's Brothers Plumley night yeah, over yeah. here at the lounge. Get your bobblehead. <laughs> get, your, uh, get your towel <laughs> to wave. Extra drinks. Hey, you know what? You got to get there. You got to get there. There's, ve- there's, a lot of, there's a lot of alcohol to contend with all the missed shots that happen. You know, the, the worst thing, though, is that the TVs are set to replay these games. And <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I have a brilliant idea. Yeah. We... As RTP brand the old, old man's lounge, yes, and the old man's themselves, yes, as bottles of vodka, <laughs> bottles of gin. Here, drink yourself. <laughs> the signature, the signature cocktails at the old man's lounge. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What would be like the? Uh, what would be there a hint of lime or a little grenadine Dor- or the Dorian Finney Smith and Goose? <laughs> It just sounds. It would just melt in my mouth. Not also in the little, bucket. Yeah. <laughs> You're on fire. Oh, oh my god! <laughs> you know what? So so join us every single week as we introduce new players to the Old Man's Lounge. There'll be times it might be close, but we'll uh, we'll keep you posted. <laughs> yeah. And we're gonna have we're gonna have some fun stuff up on our Instagram sure. for those players that join us even unexpectedly. Hashtag Andre Roberson watch. <laughs> Roberson watch continues. <laughs> All right. All right, Gabe. We got to do it. We got to go to the give and go. Hey, what's good, fellas? What's oh, happening? man. What an answer. The only answer to this question, not even the correct one, the only one, is Russell Westbrook. Interesting. Russell Westbrook. Yeah, I'm doing how Carl Globe tried to share around my body spinning on my finger right now. Will crying LeBron replace crying Jordan in the memosphere? The give and go is back. The give and go is back for week two. Here it is. So we're getting we're getting into the Halloween season. Super slimy. So I want to talk a little bit about thoughts for basketball themed Halloween costumes. Oh. Oh, okay. So what are your thoughts? <laughs> <laughs> and throwing the throw rock. <laughs> Turnover. <laughs> You know, I think I think the best costume this season oh. has to be the hoodie mellow. Oh, sure. It, it has to be hoodie mellow for for all the boys and girls. Why so. not? Why not? <laughs> yeah, and you could just—it's so easy to set up. Mm-hmm. But it's and you can the, wear the it. The hoodie mellow romper is is a much <laughs> that's a that's a much harder outfit to procure for sure for for this Halloween. My God, get all tied up in those knee flaps. So, what <laughs> other costume? <laughs> <laughs> We're on a roll, my dude. <laughs> what other costumes? Yeah, what other costumes I think, would there I be? Think I'm thinking like 
I'm thinking like a Dennis Rodman like LED hair. <laughs> like every time you put it on, it's a new style. Like it's a new like orientation around his head. I think the Knicks fans over with the brown bags oh, over man, their head. You love I, that. You I, love I, I love that. And that's I mean, that's definitely something that can be shown off. When you think season. of New York, you think of the Brooklyn Bridge, you think of Spike Lee, and you think of brown bags. <laughs> <laughs> maybe a pizza slice, right? <laughs> I also think that I think I want a James Harden mobster outfit. So, oh. you know, he's been known to take some guys out. So I yeah, feel sure. like I feel like we could ride that for a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we should do like a D-Lo eyebrow shave where he has that little slit in his eyebrow. It could be kind of doubled up as like a Charlie Puth or Pluth or whatever that guy's name yeah. is because he does the same thing. That was supposed to be funny. It's not. <laughs> moving on. What's, what's another thing we could do? Like, uh, um Another hair. So you know, we got to so, do like facial features. We got to do something that's like, you know, oh, my God, we could do Kevin Durant. And he just has like leg sleeves. And it's like little, <laughs> it's like all of his like Kevin Durant dancing would scare everybody. Yeah, Actually, sure. it will scare everybody. <laughs> I, I watched him dance and I had to shut it off. It was Whoa. it was too dangerous. So you think he could dance. Um, who would be another person? Oh, so I think just straight up a Boban Marjanovic mask. <laughs> <laughs> freak everyone out. You know what? All you elementary kids out there, preteens and whatever, if you want to like earn a buck, real talk, yeah, because you know you can kind of run run train at school the next day with all this candy you're about to receive. Yeah, if you dress up straight up one to one as Cameron Payne, you scare everyone in the fucking block. Be like, here, who the hell are you? Have all my candy. Let's get out of here. And then so, you'd go to school next day dressed up as Cameron Payne. And be like, oh. So Miritich is obviously dressing up like the rock from Ballers, is he, is he not? <laughs> no costume necessary for him. Uh, uh, what, what are the other ones that I had? Oh, also, are we going to see, are, is the entire Cavs team going to dress up as they always do? So, oh, how would they dress up? They always have a Halloween party, and I always see the Instagram oh, pictures. Sure, sure. I love like LeBron's. So thing. are we gonna are we gonna throw a bet on what LeBron and crew are going to be for this? <laughs> Maybe a winning basketball team. Oh boy! Oh boy! Yesterday, I was just walking down the streets live in Ballard, and I um I saw a, a dude wearing like this extremely um overdeveloped costume where he was Mario <laughs> riding a Yoshi and. And behind him, it was like Peach and uh, Luigi or something on one costume. Like he's just walking around with an inflatable Yoshi, something like that. I was thinking, holy crap. What if that was that dude dressing up as LeBron James and that Yoshi was a banana? And instead of Mario, <laughs> Luigi and Peach, it was like, oh, my God, the banana boat. <laughs> That'd be a fucking awesome banana costume. Boat. Also, man, you'd scare a lot of people. With yeah. That. Also, our Dwight Howard and Frank Kaminsky potentially the largest Skittle, the Do largest they? largest people in Skittle costumes yeah. out for Halloween. How about the, the straight up the largest people? Period. <laughs> Trick or treating. <laughs> they they actually they actually don't hand out candy. They go to people's houses to get, get candy. candy. <laughs> <laughs> Their lights are off in their house. <laughs> We know that that's happening. Yeah. So we got to move on to Draymond Green and and Bradley Beal fighting, man. So this is not hugging. Uh, hugging. You know, let's just start out with NBA can't fight. <laughs> they don't know <laughs> what to do. NBA doesn't know how to fight. Like <laughs> This is their product I, right I, here, you know? I, you can't use this. Hands, hands. Listeners at home, look at this. <laughs> I love it. <that. laughs> 
Yeah. Well, these are their instruments, right? They're, yeah. Oh, I did it again. Their hands. <laughs> thank you for the descriptors two years in. Yeah, thank you very little. Me. Their hands are their instruments. They don't want to get into a knuckle punch. Uh, you know, I mean, they don't want to get into like a, a dislocated finger and become Austin Rivers. You know what I mean? They just want to be like, oh, fight me, fight me. You can't handle this. Uh don't at me, bro. <laughs> Don't at me. <laughs> but now it gets really interesting because the jerseys are ripping. So it's like, oh, shoot, something went down. <laughs> Whoa. That was just Nike. <laughs> just yeah. screwing the pooch on, on, on building the jerseys. Yeah. So honestly, like. I don't. So, what does the league actually do about Draymond? Like, just, just in, like this is like now a a long history of just getting in fights. Is he like? He's not like a threat in the NBA. He's like he's a great player, but his method of conduct is just not at yeah. the level of the NBA. Yeah, I think maybe part of why he's labeled as borderline top fifteen player and a superstar yeah. is that he does all these intangible things, which. Some value, some are like questioning, like yeah. the methods of kicking Stephen Adams in the groin. Like, what does that serve? Um, basically, kind of embellishing all con- contact and also instigating, right? So, he's this dude that's kind of like a bully in the NBA in a lot of ways, just pressuring the officials, pressuring the NBA players and the opposition. And he's making, you know, interesting moves. But I would say it's not really basketball related. It's like, let's push from people off the edge and get them really aggravated. And then Bradley Beal comes back two possessions later and pulls him down and punches mm-hmm. him in the face. Pro- they both got ejected. I think he gets a technical, and he already had a technical in the game. Mm-hmm. So he gets ref differently, um, which I approve of. Mm-hmm. There's like a few players in the NBA like uh, DeMarcus Cousins always getting fined yeah. or technical or even ejected. Those or- guys are 1-2 in, in uh, yeah. technical fouls, by yeah. the way. Yeah, And there's a big gap for 3 and 4, I'm assuming, but like... You know, there's a few players in the NBA that are like that, and those guys have value on a team that has like four shooters, right? Four mm-hmm. scrawny shooters. They need someone that just kind of, you know, basically says, you know, lays the foundation of like and the infrastructure of <laughs> you can't mess with us, you can't handle us. Well, apparently, they can handle them right now because right now I'm not just making this this stat up, but like Draymond Green is absolute dog shit right now this season. Mm-hmm. He's letting his you know opponent. Shoot seventy five percent from the field this season, so he's like on a different like headspace right now. He's not letting the opposition, you know, get to him. Mm-hmm. He's getting to himself, and he's thinking, you know, these this opposition this opposition is trash, but they're playing over him. They're playing straight up playing better than him. Mm-hmm. Um, so he needs a change because what he's doing right now got him to this point. But what he's doing this season, they're just shooting around him and shooting better than they ever have. Sure. So, I mean, just from the obvious steps of just, like, improving the game, improving his defense, like, as management, especially for Golden State, is there something that they should do about this situation? Because Mm -hmm. I just, I don't think it sets the right precedent for a team like Golden State to have your, well, honestly, to have all of their, have all of their players behaving as they are right now. Yeah, they're coming off as bitches. Yeah, whiny little pieces of shit. But like the, both thing, like Steph Curry throwing a mouthpiece. It's like yeah. that is the result of Draymond Green making them all bitches, right? Like making them all whiny about little things and little scrappy plays. But the caliber that they can play at, the standard that they're at, doesn't it? Doesn't warrant that type yeah, of action. So I'm just like I'm I'm more upset that <clears throat> it sets a really bad precedent for <clears throat> for kids that are playing for other yeah you, you know for fans. It's just like this is how. 
This is how our star athletes at, your the, role at the top they, they don't become role models. Yeah, they right. like they lose that they lose that ability, and that's yeah. not like that's not something I want to say just like haphazardly. I think you actually lose that capability as a player if you if you start and well if you continue to behave in these actions. Yeah. Everybody's going to have an off night. Everybody's going to have like some period in which they get pushed a little bit too far. Mm-hmm. I understand that, but this is no longer the case with Draymond Green. He's he is going time and time and time again, and he's not making things better. Yeah, he's but. It would be better if he's helping to win games, but he's not even doing that. Yeah, not this season. They're looking interesting right now. They're not like, you know, I think they're a little full of themselves, frankly, on the season. They, they probably thought they could coast, and I love what's happening in the Western Conference where there's a lot of surprises happening. Yeah. Um, I would say that they really need to check themselves and reality check that they can't just, it's not a cakewalk this season. They had a really easy time a couple of seasons ago um, getting to the seven three yeah. wins and everything. Um, and they're shooting themselves into losses this year too. And if it wasn't for Kevin Durant, you know, they would be probably looking at like a two and four, two and five record even. Um, Draymond Green has set a really bad precedent in the NBA. And I would love for massive punishments, right? For things like flailing around, kicking someone in the groin, throwing your, uh, your uh, mouth guard at a ref or near a ref, punish them, like mm-hmm. destroy the ability to do it again. Mm-hmm. Make it so you're suspended. Yeah. You're heavily fined. Like $100,000 isn't enough right now mm-hmm. because they make the amount of money they make. If they make that much more money and the fines are the same as yeah. previous Just years. Just like actually, actually put in clauses that, that change sure change behavior. And escalate. Like yeah. if you do something stupid um, five times. <laughs> this, is like, this is like the driving. You know, it's like, uh, oh, yeah. you know, it's, it's, it's like a speeding ticket. It's yeah. just like. You know what? You can get a bunch of speeding tickets, but eventually you get so many speeding tickets that your license is revoked. Sure. And, 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 like but, on, but honestly, that's kind of what the NBA needs. Like you've hit so many technical fouls, you get a longer you get a longer suspension. There are actual demerits for for behaving like this over a long period of time. And so I I, I don't know. I, and I think I think this league right now is willing to look at policy differently. So I just th- I think this is something that they should actually consider. Yeah. Because I, I think it just it sets a really bad precedent. It it kind of pits fans against one another really poorly. So um as well. Just like oh I'm not cuz now we're arguing not about the play, not about the outcomes, but about players literally fighting with each other. Yeah. Or and, and barely then, fighting. Basically then, yeah. bar bar fighting like or not even that. Like it's just aggressive hugging. Aggressive <laughs> hugging. <laughs> That's actually what it was. You know, like just sitting on a gondola, you know, hashtag my lover, right? All right, Key. We we gotta we gotta move on from that. We gotta talk a little bit about just where the Eastern Western conferences stand. Sure. I know we're only a little ways in We've talked a lot about the magic, but I want to share just a couple other names that are that are tops in the East because this just doesn't seem right. Um, that the Pistons, mm-hmm. Pistons are four and two. Mm. That the Nets are three and three. My aunt, well, then we start getting back into the reality of the situation. <laughs> sure. But the Nets and the Pistons and and the Magic. I mean, these are names. I think I think we thought that the that the Pistons would be would potentially be kind of near the bottom. Yeah. The Nets. I, what What did you say on the prediction episode for the Nets? 
I just think that they have a lot of hunger this season. They don't. They can't lose because their pick is gone. They don't have a pick, yeah. so they shouldn't be tanking. Mm-hmm. They have a bunch of players that are like um, the the reborn seasons, right? Like yeah. better situation, not in like a Kobe, uh, you yeah, know, scandal situation with Demar. De- D'Angelo, um, D'Angelo Russell, Russell. Yep. Um, you know, Damari Carroll is whatever you guys want to say about him. He's on a kind of a new recovery season and he's doing really well. And there's a dude who just took took over the the Cavs game. Say it with me on three. One, two, three. Spencer Didwitty. <laughs> yeah. Say that name. You've never said that name in your history. Your I, I didn't life. know. I did not know where to go with that. So. <laughs> Spencer Didwitty took over the Cavs game. Yeah. So the Nets beat the Cavs with a dude that no one knows much about. Right. Yep. They're playing like for themselves because they want to be a better team. Um, they're not trying to lose like Philadelphia. So there's this new culture in Brooklyn. And I love it. I'm a big fan of that team. They don't have like the monstrosity that was Brooke Lopez anymore. They can start anew. They have a new identity. And D'Lo, man, like straight up, yeah. you have no you had you would have no idea. But he's like in top he's in the top ten in terms of like effect, effective um, field goal percentage from a pull-up spot. Yeah. So he just drives in and like pulls up and shoots. So, yeah. Like, the league, the league leader is like Melo, and it's like Katie and Demar Derozan, and you know the Portland boys. Shortly, you know, shortly thereafter is De- D'Angelo Russell. Yeah. He's in his third season, killing it, and I love it, and I'm a huge fan of his. And I think you know his lefty game is it's very crafty, James Harden like, and I think he's in a beautiful situation, and it's really. Um, the t- t- togetherness that they've decided to play with, you know, like the hunger and the love for the game. You and can this see is all on the well, team. Jer- Jeremy Lin is still out. Yeah. And I thought he was going to be a huge factor for them. And part of the reason why they're going to be successful. And they're showing me that they have a lot, a lot of depth. And I like that. But this is, this is that point that you made earlier, just about, about that hunger, about yeah. that hunger that exists when you're, when you're counted out, you have nothing to do, but kind of prove doubters wrong. Yeah. Like and, all eyes on me. And I think they're doing it. I, I guess the question I have, the question, the real question I have is just the, what are the winning in the winning in, in, in <laughs> what are the winning percentages for the East? I mean, is everybody going to be like essentially five hundred, or are we going to like, are we going to see, are we going to see kind of sustained like, like the Celtics or even the Cavs or somebody just like pull up and yeah. go. Much much higher than everybody else. I mean, this is we're so early in that it it doesn't statistically you can't like kind of make that much of this yet. But, but we weren't predicting a lot of this, so yeah. like it is meaningful because this can last because the East is you know borderline still trash. And um, very interesting point about like the season breakdown. Like, what are they going to be percentage wise? I believe in the West, you're going to see like a 700 percentage to like, you know, 200 percentage in terms of win loss ratio. Yep. Right. Or, you know, what, you know what I mean by that? Yes, and like yes. in the East, you're going to see like a 60, 40, 50, 50 kind of thing. Yeah. Where you're going to see like the bottom of the East being maybe 15, 20 wins and the top of the East 50 wins. And so there's like a little bit of a gray area in terms of the middle of the pack where it's probably going to be 30 to 40. And yeah. the 35 win team probably makes the playoffs, you know? Well, that that's crazy, but and but, that opens a door for Orlando all, already having a strong start. They only need to win thirty one more games all season <laughs> long, and they're probably an eighth seed. You know, that's wild. But it's it's entirely possible that we have yeah that six hundred to four hundred, four fifty ish probably. <laughs> sure. But I but seriously, like the the bottom players in the East could go below five hundred yeah. and still probably make the playoffs. I mean, yeah. it's a lot of speculation at this point. Yeah. 
but that that could be interesting. So let's talk a little bit about the West as well. The Grizz, the Grizz, the Clips, the the Blazers, the Jazz, the Thunder, kind of near the bottom. The Nuggets and the Nuggets. So I don't want to talk about the rest. The rest are <laughs> the rest are at the bottom on purpose. Mm-hmm. Um, first off, the Grizz. Is there like what? I did not expect this at all. I, we were like ignoring them, saying they're going to be out of the race. Uh, don't count them out, but let's move on kind of topics yeah. and conversation. Um, we thought they'd lost their identity with Zebo and Tony Allen losing, you know, leaving the teams. And uh, Which I think is fair. I, th- I think it's yeah, fair. It's fair. Like critical players who played a long time. Yeah. For those guys, and it's just they still have something. I believe we can't even start. We can't even name their starting five. It's like you know, no, Jarrell Martin and Jamichael Green, who's injured, and you know, I don't even know their team, and that's mm-hmm. what's really funny. But Gasol's playing like an MVP with his craftiness, and Mike Conley's not playing very well, but he's steady as a rock in terms of you know his ball handling ability and orientation in general on the offensive end. Um, but they're getting players like. Chandler Parsons playing really well these days, completely like not expected, right? Because we thought he was no. out of the league almost. <laughs> yeah, working on his Bachelor in Paradise audition. <laughs> and I thought you know players like Dylan Brooks, who was a rookie, um, wouldn't see playing time. They waved Wade Bolton, Bolton, no, Wade Baldwin, waved Wade Baldwin the fourth. Wade wave Baldwin. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You probably took the words on my No, mouth, that, right? I, I think I, I, I think I did. But yeah. no, any uh, it gets you, to the point. We don't know who they are. They're establishing a new identity, and they had and, like a reclaimed project. And Mario Chalmers playing really well too. Why? Like how? Are, <laughs> why are they doing this? Why are they just screwing really, all of our projects down? They the are train? really throwing off the twelve thirty project. Yeah. <laughs> we'll post post some records of what we've chosen. For <laughs> for the Grizz after a couple weeks here, God. and it is rough. But I think they're just really grit and grindy still, and I like that. And um, they have a lot of people that just can do the 10, 12 points and not make a name for themselves and grind out victories because they've been doing it against Houston twice. They beat Houston twice. Yeah, Seven seconds or less versus seven seconds, I don't know what to do with the ball, and they beat them. You know, it's wild. Can we talk a little bit? Let's talk a little bit more about the clips because the clips are still they're still playing kind of hot. But I have a question if this is for real, because I think Blake Griffin this season is for real. I also think that if he maintains the pace he's at, he is a potential MVP candidate. Yeah, for sure. He really, really, truly is. But let's talk a little bit about who they have played and who they who they've won, won against, because I think this. This is really the narrative of what's happened. You beat the Lakers, you beat the Sun, Suns, you beat the Jazz. You, you've beat a, a pretty strong Portland team, barely, and then you lost the Pistons. So, like, losing to the Pistons, fine. But, like, the, the Blazer, Blazers' wins is a big win right now. Blazers are playing pretty hot. But the, but the Jazz, the Suns, the Lakers... I, I don't think this establishes a precedent that these guys are here to stay. Kings and oh yeah, that's preseason. Um, you're right. Um, can they sustain this against the top of the West? No, I I don't think they can. I also think there's there's other factors like like Minnesota, like Denver, like other teams that I don't know what their capabilities right now. Yeah. We'll talk a little bit about Denver in a second here, just because I don't know where they're at. Yeah, but. I, th- I think there's teams that can definitely upset them. I think they're they're off to a good start against a, a weak non-conference schedule. 
I would say my final thoughts are that every year Blake Griffin proves me wrong. He started out the season injured. He then started out the second year, I think rookie of the year, and he was just a like, high athletic, you know, big dude that can't dribble, can't shoot or anything. Yeah. The third year he picked up an 18-footer. The fourth year he started making free throws because he couldn't make free throws yeah. in the early. And now he's making threes. He's expanded his game every year akin to like a Kevin Love, akin to a couple other players every year expanding the game. Mm-hmm. Incredible. And we thought he was really potent a couple of years ago before he got injured with Chris, like one of the best seasons that the, the Clippers have had in recent history. And, well, he's surpassed his own numbers this year. I think he has this new love for the game that I'm going to probably say over and over again this season makes the Clippers fun to watch. Um, I would say Patrick Beverly is a huge reason why they're successful mm-hmm. and maybe could sustain against the top of the West and definitely against the East. Yeah. And um, it's because he's insane defensively. He's a tenacious player, has a lot of... Um, reason to prove himself on a nightly basis. He doesn't have to just like cakewalk. And um, yeah, they're going to rely heavily on, you know, uh, Rivers, um, uh, Blake Griffin and Danilo Gallinari shooting threes because they mm-hmm. don't have many p- players to do that. But, you know, that maybe it's enough Clipper talk. I'm just thinking, you know, it has potential, it has potential to be sustainable. Maybe, maybe. I just... I, I think it's I think it's a coin flip right now. I, I think I think they have attributes to lead them. I don't know if the whole team will be there kind of all season in this in this capacity. So yeah. I think I think more to come, more discussion. I want to talk about two other teams that I also want to skip over some other teams yeah. to wait for MTG's return to uh <laughs> to argue until we're purple in the face about the uh the bottom of the West. Uh I do I do want to talk about the Suns because we we didn't get a chance to talk about the Suns kind of earlier on. What a colossal fucking meltdown. Just like meltdown of epic proportions here. Where where do the Suns even where do they go from here? Yeah. Like they have an identity crisis. They now have an interim an interim coach. They I mean they're they have to tank at this point. Mm-hmm. But it just it seems rough for that franchise like where they are and where they're even potentially headed because now they're winning games <laughs> and just like you guys shouldn't be winning games, but yeah. now now you're winning games, and and your stars still want to leave the franchise. Yeah. So something's I, been in the water, the Patek water. This is the episode season sponsored <laughs> by Patek water. Something's going on um, behind the scenes that we're not really uh, exposed to, and it's probably been going on for about close to half a decade, if not more. And you know they can't retain players these days. They can't. They have people like say, I don't want to be here. That's serious. Um, they had at one point Isaiah Thomas, Goran Dragic, Eric Bledsoe. They had a nice team with uh, other players like Amari Stoudemire at one point. And, um, you know, they couldn't keep it going. And um, they probably sold way too high on players like Goran Dragic. They didn't get enough in return. Their prospects, I think we've seen their ceiling in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. And so their biggest assets right now are two players in... Um, Josh Jackson and uh, Devin Booker, Booker yep. and those are probably untradeable, but the rest of the team is trash. They're not tradable. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't understand. And Eric Bledsoe is a touted prospect for teams because he's a durable, like, mini LeBron. Yeah. Let me rephrase. He's a mini LeBron, not necessarily durable. But I don't know where he fits in today's NBA right now. Like, mm-hmm. I, don't know who, I don't know a team that needs a starting point guard. I don't know. And I don't know if he can accept a bench role. And I also don't know if he has the ability to sustain a full season these days because he's always been injured. Ever since he got traded from the Clippers, mm-hmm. he's always been like off and on injured. His best season was last year. And they 
they didn't even count for him. They said, you know what? I know you're healthy. I know you're doing really well. We got a tank for Josh Jackson. Yeah. So they sat him out for like 20, 30 games along with like Tyson Chandler and stuff like that. So he already lost his like willpower, you know? Yeah. he I, He's playing really well. He's finally healthy and he can't play. He wants a new situation. I don't know what they can get for him because they're, as you said, mushing, they're mushing, messing this all up and creating a travesty out of this. They could have said literally nothing and had his value much higher. Yes. But they're saying, hey, we're not playing him. He wants to leave. No. He's not going to be part of the team anymore. Um, they mishandled this whole situation. And honestly, like the Bulls, they need to just come max exodus on the top. Like literally everyone must go. Yeah. Fire sale and get like <laughs> someone other. Like get the Colangelos in here. I don't know. I don't care. Get let, Sam Hinkie in here. I no, don't know. Just let, let Benny run it. Benny. Let, let, Benny the Bull. <laughs> Benny the Bull. Let, let Benny the Bull run. <laughs> run both teams. <laughs> Benny <With> the Bull. <laughs> there's, there's 28 owners and one Bull. Yeah. But wait, the Phoenix Suns have a gorilla, right? Yeah. Oh man, I miss that gorilla. I would love to see what a gorilla and a bull would do with the franchise. And he has like this, you know, blank, you know, innocent six stare. Six seeds, easy. Yeah. <laughs> the Benny the Bull has this innocent stare, right? He, yeah. He's not presumptuous, you know. It's not presumptuous. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. Incredible. So, you know what? We got to probably do better than the current situation. Oh, definitely. I don't know. I can't talk any more about the Suns. They're, they're would depra- you deal with the gorilla? I would. I would deal with the gorilla. I'd press play. You I'd ha- say, I'll sign you, the deal. You have to. Yeah. You have to. You probably have to go through some interpreters and all kinds of stuff. <laughs> but you know what? <laughs> it's 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 the risk you take for having to deal with dealing with ball down in uh, down in Phoenix. It's ball just... Down. <laughs> um, all right. We got to go... We got to go back to your hair salon, Key. Hair salon is back. Sure. The hair salon is back. Speaking and, of Eric Bledsoe. Yes. So introduce the 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 tweet that that happened last week from, from Bledsoe. Yeah. Well, basically, he said, I don't want to be here, right? Yeah. And, well, they were questioning why he said that. And he didn't, re- he didn't delete it. Yeah. Ballsy. But he had an alibi. <laughs> Apparently, his wife needed a hair salon. Needed a hairstyle. He needed a hairstyle. He was at a hair salon. <laughs> that was the reason why he didn't want to. That was the reason why he tweeted that. It's not the Phoenix Suns. It's a hair salon. He doesn't want to be at a hair salon. I don't want to. Welcome to Guy's hair salon. I don't want to be here. Yeah. Guy's hair salon. I don't want to be here. I don't want to be so, here. So here's, here's my thought. Yeah. For the hair salon. So we welcome the players that don't score into the old man's lounge. Yeah. For your hair salon, though, we actually have a... We have Eric Bledsoe crossed out because his inability to pay yeah. or, or his desire to actually pay for for his haircut. <laughs> That's great. That's great. Um, yeah, we're just pillow talking here, but I feel like, um, come on in. Come on down, Jeremy Lin. You need a new hairstyle. Come on in, DeAndre Jordan. Get those dreads out of there. Don't beat X. <laughs> don't be an ex. Be don't, part of my XO life. Don't be on the board. He's got. <laughs> yeah. He's just holding up the picture that says "No longer no welcome." <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't want to be here. All right, so I got to go into the rambling gambler. The rambling gambler. The rambling gambler. Whoa! Oh man, man, man! Rambling gambler here. Rambling gambler. Ramblin' Gambler is back. Ramblin' Gambler is back. So you you heard all the updates on the 1230 Project. We got some more bets going down. So I have an excellent bet that I'd like to engage in this week. Ooh, break it yeah. down, break it down. So here it is. Ramblin' Gambler wants to propose how long it is until 
until the entire starting lineup of the Golden State Warriors gets ejected. How long? How long? Because they're now, because Draymond, Durant, and Curry have been ejected. Oh, sure. So, so we got to wait for uh, Zaza the, and who's the other guy? Uh, Clay, probably, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think we're going to wait a while. <laughs> Zaza could could be ejected. Zaza sure. could definitely be ejected, but... <laughs> I don't know. If, I don't think we're seeing it this season. All right. We uh, saw we saw it with the toaster streak. There could be something. There could be something. See, if Curry throws the... If he throws his mouth guard the wrong way and yeah. throws it into clay, yeah. just sets off a tirade, like, yeah. it could happen. He goes in the sand, starts could, running around. It could happen. Do we want an over-under by the end of the season? Okay. One ejection for Clay Thompson, over-under? I just... In, yeah. So the, the the bet here is... Half, actually. The, <laughs> let me finish! Oh, let me finish, Gee! Rambling gambler here. <laughs> <laughs> Is it, it's over under. Mm-hmm. It's over under for the entire season that those other two members get ejected. Okay. So um, I will say no. You will say no. Zero. I will say yes. I will. Oh. I will say yes. How much money do you want to put on this? Ten hondos. Yep. Twenty hondos. I don't. Uh, Hondo. Uh, ten. Hondos one. A hondo is one. Okay, Uh, we'll we'll do ten. We'll do ten. Ten hondos. Ten hondos. Ten hondos and and a picture of the little toast, uh, the the magnificent toaster streak. (laughs) So a toaster strudel. It's 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 not a toaster strudel. Damn it, Guy. The toaster that toasts the toaster strudel. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, my other bet, my other bet is, I think. I think that LeBron James, Ooh, yes, LeBron James is going to be short of the Greek Freak in terms of points at the All Star break, in terms of points per game. That's awesome. Um, damn, I want to bet with you. I don't want to bet against you on that. <laughs> so, sure. so it's a, it's a collective bet. It's a, it's a hashtag bet against bet LeBron. against RTV. I have a question for you. Sure, and a bet. Oh, okay. All right, let's do it. How much do you want to bet that Tyron Lou? Gets fired this season. Ooh. Over under yes or no. <laughs> Does he get fired this season? Does and if you say no, how much money do you want to put on the line? I will say no. Okay. I'm saying I think he gets fired this season. Ooh. But he's <laughs> he's a he's an actor of LeBron. So yeah. like <laughs> I, I think LeBron will steer this. I will say no. I will say twenty bones. Twenty bones. Ham bones, red bones. Honda bones. Ham bones. Sure. <laughs> Just edit that out. Yeah, that's all good. Okay. I, th- I think that wraps up the rambling gambler here. <laughs> I, I had other bets. Yeah. I don't want to make them. So I don't want to make them. So, okay. A couple Tyron of things. A, a couple of things winding up this episode. So, the best games com- coming up here. Cleveland versus Washington on 11-3. San Antonio versus Golden State, 11-2. Philly back against Houston, which... That was a very close game before. That's on 11-3 as well. Mm. Worst games coming up. We got Dallas versus the Clippers, which should be a nightmare on 11-1. Dallas versus New Orleans on 11-3. Mm. That is rough. Phoenix versus New York in a game that won't be televised anywhere. Bag on head. That is 11-3. My league of the week. We are going back to Paraguay, the Paraguay Metropolitan Basketball League, and watching Cerro Puerto versus Olympia. (laughs) You're going back. 
like I didn't know we were there. But no, yeah. we were there. We were there. We're traveling back around the world to catch all of the leagues of the week. So nice. that is going to wrap episode eight, season two of two, Riding two, the two, Pine. Two, catch eight, us. Eight. Every single week. You can find us on Almighty Baller Radio for all of our episodes. Also, there's a whole host of awesome basketball podcasts on Almighty Baller. Please go check them out. These are our friends and colleagues. These guys are as versed, if not more, in the NBA than we are. So I'd love for you to connect with them so you guys can keep streaming basketball knowledge nonstop throughout the season. All right. Stay with us. This is Riding the Pond. I am Hondo here with Gee. We out. This is a Vencast Studios production. Tune in, subscribe, and uh, nail to your local public church's doorway. Riding the Pine, now on Almighty Baller Radio. Tune in and find us wherever fine podcasts are sold. Break glass in case a podcast emerges. Riding the Pine, brought to you by God Shamwell. Brought to you, brought to you by Hondo, a.k.a. Brad Hoiberg. Join us on Twitter at Riding underscore the Pine. It's Jamie, Progressive's Employee of the Month, two months in a row. Leave a message at the... Hi, Jamie. It's me, Jamie. I just had a new idea for our song about the Name Your Price tool. So when it's like, tell us what you want to pay, hey, 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 and the trombone goes, blah, 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 and you say, we'll help you find coverage options to fit your budget. Then we just all do finger snaps while a choir goes, savings coming at ya, savings coming at ya. Yes? No? Maybe? Anyway, see your practice tonight. I got new lyrics for the rap break. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hi, it's Jamie, Progressive number one, number two employee. Leave a message at the... Hey, Jamie. It's me, Jamie. This is your daily pep talk. I know it's been rough going ever since people found out about your acapella group, Mad Harmony, but you will bounce back. I mean, you're the guy always helping people find coverage options with the Name Your Price tool. It should be you giving me the pep talk. Now get out there, hit that high note, and take Mad Harmony all the way to nationals this year! Sorry, it's pitchy. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.